It's what? hilarious. It's like a wooden pot, and you have a strap at the like on the top, <laughs> onto the bottom. And what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was. Uh, it's 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 hilarious. Welcome back to the Forever Young podcast, a Chinese med-based podcast by students for everyone. Uh, we have our four co-hosts today. We've got Charlene, Hello. Nick, Yo, and t- what, what? I was actually ready this time. I wasn't like, because normally I'm like not <laughs> as ready, but today I was like ready. I'm like, yep, right in front of my mic, ready to say hello. And then you cut to Charlene first. <laughs> I, I thought I'd go. <laughs> no, I was thinking that. In, like, I was thinking that when I was doing the intro, I'm like. I usually start with you, but I start in a circle. But I started going, you know what? Because we're sitting in the same. Circle. No, no, no. I know, but we're in a we're more in a semicircle right now. I thought I'd start from the start, and yeah. Um, disclaimer: I went to a concert yesterday, and my voice is more croakier than usual. So if my voice sounds really weird, yeah, you know what happened. And we've got Tom as well here today. Oh, hi, hi Tom. Hey, what's up? How are you guys going? You didn't get to say hello. Hi, we have Tom. Hey. How hey. you doing? Your voice actually sounds kind of nice. I actually like it. it's like a it's like a s- it's a lot lower, Ooh. buttery. Oh, I'll, like I'll, take, I'll yeah. take that. I'll take that. Okay. Well, to uh, today's topic, we're going to be revolving around acupuncture techniques and modalities. Uh, we tend to use this a lot in the basically when we treat and everything like that. Um, to kick things off, what do you guys use mostly in, in terms of acupuncture techniques? Uh, in general, in oh, when we talk about techniques, do we talk like stimulating needle techniques, like. Uh, let's start off with that. Yeah, let's start off with that. It depends what the person is coming in for, really. But you'd want to like tonify or reduce or like even. In some points, don't really need a lot of stimulation. So, yeah, yeah. So when we learn, when we learn the techniques with the the manual techniques with the needle, we learn a whole bunch of like you know the in and out. We learn clockwise, anti-clockwise, mm-hmm. which is something I use a lot. Yeah. Do you use anything other than the clockwise and anti-clockwise? Thrusting and stuff. Yeah, yeah the thrusting. thrusting, but also directing the needle, like following yeah. the meridian or against the meridian, is one that I do use sometimes. I think I use that less. It definitely depends on like where I'm standing and how I, like, I'm comfortable needling. But yeah, I think I use that less than I should. The direction. Yeah, yeah, directing the needle because like I want to be comfortable and I want to be able to like put you know force through the needle and you know be able to direct it the way I want. But yeah, when I think about like the meridians and stuff, probably don't do that as much. So for the listeners, you look like you're needling towards yourself. Yeah. Do you yeah. wanna I yeah, I'd like to stand like sort of so I'm not ne- not trying to push the needle in like forwards, but I'm trying to push it like towards myself. So I can get like a good tap so it goes straight mm-hmm. through the skin. And is yeah, that a we use tubes. thing you feel like it's I mean, I'm the same. I feel like I can better control it when it's towards me. I feel like I can use my strength and my body better. Whereas if it's away, I find that my hands at an awkward angle, and I kind of just like, and more, I'm more un unstable. Yeah, definitely. What about you, Tom? Do you needle uh, towards? Yeah, the same. I think there's a lot more control in when you needle towards you because you can change the angle. Or readjust a lot easier so that you can get like the dirty a lot easier, for me at least. Yeah. yeah. How, how, what's the technique that you guys use when you needle towards you? So it's like kind of literally, I, I can't explain it in, in words, but yeah. like that kind of. Yeah, you go like over them mm-hmm. and needle, like tap the needle in towards yourself. 
So, so what about uh, what about points like stomach thirty six, where it's on the more lateral side of the body? Do you have to go across the body? Is that what you guys do? I no, I I I don't like to lean over t- mm, like too much, but I sort of stand on the side, so I'm still got the f- like power through my hand. Oh, like rather than going like pushing yeah. like I don't want to pull my elbow out too much. You know, I want to keep my elbows in nice and tight and tap mm, in so, so I can tap the whole side. Yeah, so I can tap that whole little head through the guide tube. Oh. You know, so yeah. I've so never I don't have to like tap too many times. It's, I'm not tapping in a nail. Yeah, yeah I've, I mean? I've never thought of it like that because mm. I, I do something completely different to you guys. I I needle almost almost away just so yeah. I can penetrate that skin mm. layer first as much as I can. Then I will more than likely just uh, as I penetrate that skin layer so that they're not feeling any pain then I needle in the direction I need to, need to go into. Yeah. So I, I, pa- I tap enough so then they don't feel, usually. And then I, I, can, I find that it's, it's enough flex to yeah, direct yeah. it. We yeah, get a, yeah, we get enough flex and stuff. Obviously, we, you know, it's the same process. But yeah, just like power through your tap mm-hmm. um, when you're inserting with the guide tube. Obviously, yeah. it's a lot different when you're not using guide Very, tubes. Yeah, yeah no, I, that's really interesting. I never really thought of... You know the direction of where your body is in relation to where you're tapping. That's that's really cool. Yeah, I yeah. feel like it's you know you're putting your your chi or your power through that needle. You're using it as like an extension of who you are. And it's also not like to get too deep, <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> but it's also at the seminar we were at a few weeks ago. It was talking about the intention. Mm. So your intention to treat. So you want to position yourself where the intention kind of comes through as mm. well. So that's that's yeah. actually really interesting. If I were to connect that idea with the way I treat, um, shout out to Susie, by the way. Um, me and her, when we needle, it's very almost like art-based in a way. Every time we do copying and things like that, which we will talk about later, um, we are really pedantic about where we place the cups on the back and also when we're needling back points where we admire the work that we do every time we do it. So in a way, it's kind of like, the way that I needle away from myself is kind of like painting, like I'm mm. painting the picture yeah. with the needles. So that's actually pretty cool. Like it, it, the way that you say uh, your intention with it. Yeah. Obviously, it's not just to make art, but like, mm. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like acupuncture art. Yeah, everyone's technique is different. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. And you know, as long as you get the same results, and as long as you're not producing any pain and inserting the needle correctly, it's mm. yeah, whatever technique you go with is up to you. Have you guys ever used the the more textbook, the uh, classical, the classical sort of uh, acupuncture techniques like the uh, setting the mountain on fire technique? Anyone want to explain that? Um, I can't even remember, but you're like, <laughs> I'm not bummed with that. It's quite like painful. three levels. There's like the heaven, the like earth, and then the like the deeper. I can't remember. There's three levels pretty much, and you <laughs> want to like. Hell? Would it be hell? The third level? No, I guess no, no, no like deep <laughs> middle and like super yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I was but like, you wanna oh, like it's like oh, I, there's I another one that's that. like no, chi, that was good. heaven and earth. Yeah, and there's like man in there or something yeah, as well. Yeah, like some man's in the middle and then like heaven's above and then earth is below. Yeah, that's it. Um, that's the one. But basically you want to pull the needle to each level and then stimulate. So like turn clockwise or anti-clockwise or do your stimulation technique and at each level and you do the cycle like nine times, I think. And yeah, then one of like them that. is six times. I was reading I was reading something else about needle techniques was like um, shaking of the white tiger's head and stuff. <laughs> and... 
Finding the Point with the Jade Turtle or some, something like <laughs> oh that. Geez. I love these translations. I, like, I love uh, them. I, I don't know. I Sometimes I feel like it's just too much. Like you can just stim and that's enough. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you I'm, know what I mean? No, I've, I've been treated on my back and I don't know what technique they were using, but they used a certain needle manipulating technique that wasn't just a simple like clockwise or anti-clockwise and things like that. And it helped a lot. Even just from like a Western med physiological sense of uh, the whole muscle fibers and everything like that, um, utilizing certain techniques that are, you know unnamed things like a tiger's butt or whatever, you know <laughs> whatever what I mean? It was. Like igniting the tiger's butt or some something like that. <laughs> like um, they uh, even from a Western med perspective, a lot of them still work like really well. I mean, you know, obviously it's not like six times formulaically, but obviously the feeling. I found that yeah, as long as you get back. that, as long as you get that chi arrival, yeah. and you feel that grab that needle, you know, you feel that at the end of the needle, definitely. This is a good segue. How do you guys compare those sort of techniques compared to something like electroacupuncture, where they just use the electro uh, electrostimulation compared to, like, let's say, whatever technique compared you just to said. manual stimulation. Yeah, the manual stimulation itself. I. Uh, depends if like it gr- like like what I was saying before, like it grabs the chi, you know. So if you've got the chi there, then you hook up the electro, you sort of get like better results. I I love electro. I absolutely adore electro. I think when I was in Vietnam and I was observing, and I think the Vietnamese techniques in general use a lot of electro. There's just yeah, you've mentioned this on yeah. the pod before. Yeah, they they put on electro. Not uh, we usually use electro for um, musculoskeletal stuff and. Like we we usually do that, right? Uh, oh well, I've used it yeah. for more. Than yeah, that yeah, as it for well, a lot. But yeah, you know, we, they they put on everything. Time. Like I I remember when I was treating and they were doing it really quickly. They would the the process is that the doctor would come in and needle because he's only, he's one of the only people registered to needle. He'd needle and then the ner- the nurses or assistants would come and attach every single um, needle to an electrode. It's not specific ones, and I think it's because when you use electro. It's kind of like you're constant stimulate, constantly stimulating it, and you get a better result in a way. Yeah, um, definitely. I, I feel the same same yeah. way. So that's why I really like electro, and I think I've I've been wanting to incorporate electro a little bit more. But like you said, it's time. Time. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, we're we're stuck to the time in our student clinic. With, you know, we're trying to do everything all at once, sort of thing. But yeah, to think about it more is is a good way to go. You know, to think about how how I could apply this other than pain. That's good for like digestion and getting yeah, the gut to move. Yeah, yeah, and weight loss and things yeah. like that as well. Yeah, I've used that what electro you, before. What do you use for weight loss? Um, I did stomach twenty five and spleen fifteen. Oh, um, yeah. bilaterally, it just hooked up the electro for. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, for fifteen minutes, I think. Yeah, see, yeah. fifteen minutes is probably not even enough, mm. but you know, again, it's a it's a good start. Yeah, we got to do what we got to do. Mm. Question: Just that now, this is a curiosity. Yeah. Do you think that would be good for someone that's not necessarily overweight, for someone because, like, you know, the, you know, that whole thing where to just like tone to tone. Yeah, for people that want to, uh, I know there's a huge problem, not a huge problem, but it's a concern for a lot of the uh, people that want to lose weight or you know get leaned up. They have that little bottom band mm-hmm. around their lower abdomen, yeah. uh, would, of that they can't lose. And I feel like that um, for people that not necessarily have a health condition but want to get rid of that fat, do you think that would work? Because those those points are located yeah. in that area. I think it can help, but 
you'd have to look at diet and lifestyle as well. So you can't just rely oh, yeah, on one yeah. modality. And if they are wanting to make those changes, um, diet and lifestyle, exercise, things like that, then yeah, I think like those those points could definitely help. Yeah, I think that goes with everything though. You know, just in general, you have to look at the whole picture. You know, that's what we're all about. Um, so yeah, exercise and stuff would benefit as well. But I think I think you could use it for that, like yeah, for toning little, as well. Yeah, little belly. Yeah, little belly. Because you're just stimulating those muscles. In the end of the day, that's essentially what we're yeah. doing. But also we're getting those muscles to activate, and that yeah. burns fat. But also, those two points are good for bowel regulating. Yeah, and yeah. I think in Chinese like medicine, a lot of like um, weight loss and everything is to do with moving your bowels and kind of um, getting rid of that fat or getting rid of the unwanted stuff out of your body in a certain way and yeah, yeah it definitely helps. It, I, I think I heard somewhere where there's certain ways that the body removes certain internal pathogens and it's like uh, urine is like how you release heat and then I guess deprecation is removing damp. Is it, would you say that? Yeah, you can remove heat and damp and phlegm through defecation as well. Yeah. You, know, you use those like bansia, the fooling for the diuretics and stuff like that. Yeah, I I uh, that that went completely past me. Uh, I remember. Yeah, you, you use all the seeds as well, you know, just to like expel all those. Yeah, yeah, because people feel agitated before they poop. <laughs> <laughs> I think for the body, any hole goes, dude. Like your mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your butt. Context. Yeah. Context yeah. is key with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to um cupping. I Actually, think this is a m- massive. A yeah. big topic. On the cupping and weight loss thing, I've done cups on the stomach as well. There's one clinician that yeah, suggests all these things. But yeah, cupping to draw out the damp or any pathogens on the stomach. So same point, stomach 25 and spleen 15. Um, yeah. Flash cupping? No, just no, stationary just cups on there. And what? yeah. Oh, Have you noticed any results from like electro or cupping for like weight loss or toning in at all for your patients? I, there's no weight gain, but with a lot of, I only see a few mm. weight loss patients and um, their weight just fluctuates normally. It's a lot of stress kind of related thing as well. So their weight goes up and down with the stress, which is quite common nowadays. Yeah. F- I feel like it would it would be good and probably would work, but you would need more time. Yeah. You know, that's something that needs just a bit more attention than what we can give in a student clinic, which is unfortunate. Yeah, but and also yeah. consistency. I think it's yeah. hard to gain consistency when you're not necessarily seeing the practi- same practitioner or, yeah. Yeah, and you probably want to treat more than once a week or, you know, yeah, you want to treat a few more times and you want to treat often and yeah. doing the same thing. Would you ever suggest like um, any diets in particular to patients, let's say like intermittent fasting or keto, one of the other sort of not within Chinese medicine perspective diets to a patient? Intermittent fasting, I think, is something that I'd recommend. If anything, just, be, just even just for like a month because it gets you at least mindful of what you're eating. And just to know what you're eating and understand it. I mean, I'd also suggest like a, like what Nick said in the other podcast for the diet, uh, a food journal. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just eating diaries. Eating, eating diaries. diaries. <laughs> eating diaries. <laughs> <The> classic. <laughs> yeah. So then you're actually really mindful of what's going into your body 
at least get that practice on before you actually start being like, okay, this is what you incorporate. Because what's the what's the point of like changing someone's uh, changing someone's diet if their eating habits are still are still messed up? Nothing changes, you know. Yeah, that's it. And you know, I I don't want to overload too much because you know, diet is a massive thing and it's a huge change. You know what I mean? So if you're like recommending a diet that's like as big as keto or paleo or whatever, you know, that's that's a big life change that takes a lot of effort and sometimes a lot of money. Um, sometimes you know, so it's out of their control too. Yeah, that's it. You know, so I would like to just start the conversation about diet and healthy eating and choosing better options rather than being like, choose this diet per se. Yeah, yeah. But that's yeah, sort of just my way of like on like patient compliance. So with the theory of cupping for weight loss patients, so what are you trying to do in that sense? I don't know if you explained that already, but... Um, just remove stagnation, I guess. Like you, you were saying with the um, little belly, it's kind of a bit of stagnation. It's stuck, it's not moving. So stationary cups, and I found that they do turn quite purple quite quickly. So, yeah, and also you want to because cupping is like lifting and getting the blood flow through that area so that's a little bit of what we want to do as well yeah yeah so just in general go back to like basic cupping we use it more for like musculoskeletal back pain <laughs> is a classic i tend to use it more for that more than anything because i think i just oh, i also itb pain I've been, I've been, oh, that's the best. I've been I less inclined that. to do that because every time I hear about it, it's really painful. Oh, it's so, so good. Really so what's ITB pain? Uh, pain in the lateral, lateral, upper, uh, lateral upper leg. Iliotibial band. Iliotibial band. Yes, correct. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't. That's the one. Yeah, see, see, I try to like avoid, you know, <laughs> ten, explain ten what point, ITB ten is. 10 points to Gryffindor. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, it's, it's so good. I love it. I do it to myself all the time. I did I it just, to, yeah, yeah I just sorry. rub it up and, yeah, go. I, um. I did it to one of my patients and and then she stopped coming to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very it's a very, it's very strong. strong. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. why I've been like less inclined to do it. I think I'd do it for more like a gym a, a gym junkie type patient where they Oh can, yeah, you need like yeah. muscle on there, but it feels good as. Yeah. I, I think I have one patient who has just like constant leg pain. And I and because she's she's very she's a little bit more of your petite like frail type. I wouldn't really do it on her. Per se, uh, just because. Well, you got to remember that cups do they they are quite tender over bone. You know, you don't want to yeah. go moving cups over bone because um, it just hurts. But yeah, no, across it, I like to use like the little cups, so yeah, you get, like less, you know, less in there, um, and yeah, just really quick, um, just with a bit of oil and just move them really quick. Don't don't take it to like too slow. Um, yeah, on duration, how, how long do you guys uh, either leave the cups on or do mobile for? That gives me so much anxiety. The time? <laughs> to the timing? Yeah, like leaving cups on, uh, it just kills me. I d- I just because like I don't want anything to go wrong. Yeah, PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, I just, yeah, I just don't like want to leave them on too long. Yeah, I think with, I think with both, uh, with cupping... I feel like there's a there's a certain golden period of time of when it's you like can remove them. Yeah, it's like ten minutes, but you know, uh, if you take it off too soon, then nothing happens. If you leave it on for too long, then it just tightens up the muscle, like the muscle sets into that taut position. Because mm-hmm. I guess what you know, I, I guess in from a Western med perspective, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but when you apply the cups, it's almost forcing the muscle to stretch, in a way. 
in, in a way. Is that could you, could you say that? Doesn't like it suck up? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it loosen up. So it's yeah, yeah. So it's pulling. It's kind of pulling yeah. on those muscles yeah. in, a, in a way. Maybe yeah, I'm not yeah, too yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, then yeah. it's forcing the muscle to from from being in lo- all locked up position to being more kind of stretched out. Yeah. So then it's it's they're not stuck together. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, in a way, I guess if you were to sit, keep the the cup on there for if you were to keep the cup on there for a long period of time, then the muscle sets in that position. Yeah. Being just and you Yeah, all kind of in that yeah, in yeah, that that position right yeah, there. That makes sense. So then after a while I feel like that if, if you leave the cups on for too long, then you get that that knot in a way because it's yeah. it, would you would you say that's, I, that's correct? I, yeah, I know what where you're coming from and I do agree that if it's too long then your muscles feel more sore or like yeah, you definitely feel it more. Because I've had that before where it was too strong and my entire back was just sore for like a week. Whereas normally with cupping, um, it doesn't last for that long for me. But yeah, definitely know what you mean about the stretching and like the muscles not really relaxing. Like I think this is something common with like electro and cupping where it's like if it's too sort of strong... For a patient, it's just going to damage the body. And yeah, it's you definitely yeah. have to like judge them. Yeah. You know, take your patient and see like, is this actually going to work well? Yeah, that that's that's true. Like it, in in terms of like that golden section, also applies for electro too. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, if you have the electro for too for too much, it's literally tensing the muscle to the point where that's it's also tensing it up and you know uh, making it more tighter. I think yeah, it goes into that like you know fight or flight mode where it's just like whoop this is too much like what's going on like something's happening i think that's finding like talking with your patients especially with cupping or electro these sort of modalities is like very important where it's no matter how comfortable you feel like make sure you talk to your patients because everybody is different yeah 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 if you like oh these cups aren't tight enough i need these cups stronger for the patient if they can't take it their body's just going to seize up and it's just going to cause more damage than yeah well There was that one I, I talked about this in a couple of episodes back. There was one guy in in Vietnam that I treated that took the maximum amount of mm-hmm. electro. He was he was like jumping out of the, out of the um out of the bed, but he he was able to take it. I don't know why. I really can't understand why or how. It just depends on the muscle, you know. Like some, you know, it depends on what they feel. Like if they're feeling that sharp, sh- like strong sensation, then it's too much. You don't want that. You know, you want that to be like sort of dull-ish sensation. Um, yeah, there's a video of my back on Instagram where it's, you know, jumping quite a bit and I couldn't feel that like at all really, you know. I could have turned that up heaps more because, yeah, it wasn't to that like sharp, uncomfortable feeling. But you can feel, you can see those muscles jumping and you can feel that. Um, it's not the most comfortable thing, but it's pretty cool. Let's yep. move on to. <laughs> do you well, there's still heaps to say about cupping, but yeah, there is. Well, because I remember you mentioned really quickly about cupping removing cold. Yeah, yeah, def- it removes. Yeah, removes cold. Uh, like removes the cold and stagnation. So you can use it on like the. Um, well, you can use it on like lung one for um, like when there's common cold for that like wing cold invasion. Do that's 14. really good. <laughs> do fourteen. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. And you know those lung those back shoe points. Just yeah. like remove the cold. I feel like that the shoulder would be probably the most effective for that. I I get told off every time I I treat shoulder pain, and I'm like it's cheese I and then 
I, I get told that no, it's cold stagnation, uh, wind, wind cold, or just cold stagnation in the shoulders and things like that, or damp sometimes. Um, and that kind of makes sense because when you cup it, it feels a lot better. Yeah, yeah. And when you f- like when you take the cup off, feel it and see what it feels like. Because when I f- you know first learnt cupping, doing cupping with my my brother and stuff, and I felt it when I took the cups off, and I was like, this is like ice cold. Like, I don't know if I'm like doing something wrong or what, but I was like, this is like, yeah, dead cold. I was like, that's pretty, like pretty bad. But then more reading, I was like, oh, it just like removes all that cold, mm. all that stagnation from them, you know, from the muscles, which is pretty cool. So, so the one, but in what way could you remove heat? Because you get heat, uh, stagnation leading to heat all of the time. Is there a, a, what modality for you would be the best to remove heat? If Did if it. we're talking about cupping, there's this there's this like hidden tip that I was like Ooh, that I the learned hidden recently. Tips. Yeah, um, you Hands like hand down by the families. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, clinic family, I guess. <laughs> That's it. Um, so he got like a little one of those um, like what are they prongs? The way you prick to bleed sort of thing. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, lancets. Yeah, lancets. Yeah, yeah. they prick like do fourteen area. And then they cup it. Mm. Right, I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. They yeah. use a thirteen. Sometimes they use a thirteen. Well, they want to do fourteen. Mm-hmm. They use. A, they put a needle and then they put a cup over that. And I find that super rad. Super cool for um, sore throat. You yeah. know when you have like uh, like that hot sensation. So use with plumstone. Uh, plumstone. Yeah. I use that plumstone. So yeah. I'm not sure. Plumstone again. We're bringing this up again. <laughs> 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 but yeah, definitely for like when you've got that itchy hot sensation back of your throat. That's it. Cup it. Yeah, I'd love to do that. It's just we're not. I don't think we're allowed to do that in clinic. Is that right? No, no, we're not. Yeah, but that's just like insurance stuff. It's all about like blood and stuff. Yeah, anything about blood is just we're not really allowed to do. Yeah, we're we're not really allowed to do much about blood. So I don't. I think we have to steer away from that. But when we open our own clinics and things like that, would you incorporate that type of you know lancet? Uh, it's all about like sterility of the mm-hmm. cups. Yeah. Um, yeah, is is my biggest thing. You know, if you get blood on a cup, how are you going to clean it well enough that mm. you're not going to transfer anything yeah. to the next patient? Yeah, but I I think there's I think there might be certain regulations in terms of that. That's why. Oh yeah, 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 it's definitely heavily regulated. Yeah, that's why we have we have to throw them out, especially in the environment that we're in, because it's a very moderated environment, and there's a lot, almost like a a lot to kind of a lot on the line. If that makes sense. In your own practice, would you ever incorporate? Blood cupping, like theory, like let's say that everything uh, you have, like sanitary-wise, it's all clean. Safety-wise, it's all good. Would you ever incorporate that sort of technique into your actual practice? Yeah, yeah. I'd say so. Yeah, I think so. I think it's pretty effective. I see the benefits of like removing stagnation, especially in like um, when you've got like injured joints and stuff and they're all like swollen. Um, you can bleed that and get like that stagnant blood out, that, like, you know, that really dark purplish blood. Yeah, it's all just yeah. Like gross. Yeah, you can like move that and get things going again, get things flowing. You know, break up that blockages. Yeah, I've used that. I've used that on my toe once. I don't know if you guys Ooh, remember. I remember. Do you remember that? that? Yeah, I went back in the photos and saw that Ooh, the other day. I was like, man, oh man, that was insane. Although there was there was one where it was that I think the one that you might be thinking about is the one that where it just randomly just exploded. Uh, both probably. Yeah, that there was one where I had because because I, I do remember that too. Yeah, it was it was a. They were both basketball incidents. Ooh, one was, that. yeah, one was like step on, not both were step on toes and Ooh. or like one was jumping though. So then it, it injured my whole toe rather than the actual, just, just the toenail. 
So I lancetted the uh, what, what's what's this point here right next to the spleen one? I think the spleen one is it? Yeah, I lancetted spleen one. I was like trying to hype myself up. I I took a lancet and I'm like, okay, I got to prick to bleed this one. Ah, and I didn't go deep enough. <laughs> and I was just, so I just so it just hurt and it didn't bleed and I'm like. <laughs> so then I had to do it a couple of times and yeah, no, it was it was not a fun time. So I feel sorry for any person that I have to lance it because it, it, it hurts. Yeah, it's quite so much. It's not the most comfortable thing in the yeah, world. Yeah, it's different to using acute needles. Mm. So I think I'd opt out, instead of using lancets, I think I'd opt out using the needle and then cup over that because I think it's it's a little bit easier and I don't know, I, that might be more effective. I have to, I have to really get, uh, actually do it and engage the effectiveness of it but I feel like that the needle and the cup would do better because it at least you're stimulating the point too. How, going back to like sports injuries and stuff, how much do you guys use uh, Moxa on those as well? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, sometimes. Like uh, Moxa is good, don't get me wrong. Um, I to like move. Well, what is Moxa? We'll start with that. Oh yeah, true, we? true, true. Um, I've, I've described it as like a, <laughs> a Chinese deep heat. I think I remember reading that somewhere. I use like, uh, Jingu- I use that for Jingu Shui. Jingu Shui. Actually. Oh yeah, no, that's that's a like our our deep heat. Yeah, no, that's true. But better. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> they used. I, I do you know what I real what I learned. Um, I learned this from a mate of mine. Shout out to Panda. Um, he yeah, I know, I know. His name's Pandula. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's an Indian. He's a uh, Sri Lankan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He does um he does Muay Thai, and I asked why because uh, I I was watching a couple fights that not he was doing but his mates were doing and they're all oil, oiled up. I'm like, oh, is there like an is there a reason why they're all oiled up? Is it because you know maybe it's uh, to stop the Im- impact or whatever, or or any like uh, grazes? And he's like, nah, um, it's actually liniment. It's like Thai liniment. So any trauma that they have, they can recover quicker. It's probably like that dip dai jiao one. Oh, my Chinese is very bad, but oh, yeah, yeah, that because that's like a um that's like a common like kung fu liniment. Oh, right, yeah. So that they 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 incorporated into that, and I was really surprised when I heard that. <laughs> yes, thanks. What, what was it? Thanks what for speaking on my uh, Chinese. Uh, it's I only know it in Cantonese. Yeah, it's tit da zhao. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'm I'm in the same boat. It's fine. <laughs> that's right. for, good for like. I think what bumps, bruises, and yeah, bumps, bruises. What was the literal strains. translation? It was like. When you fall over, this is like the limit to use when you're <laughs> something like that. I'm pretty sure it sounds more catchy, more catchy in Chinese. I feel when like. you fall over, this is the limit to use. <laughs> uh, limit to use a uh, dragon turtle snake. Uh, well, not the dragon turtle snake, dude. The, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but yeah, those liniments are really good for all that stuff as well. Oh, sorry, the original thing. Moxa. Um, yeah. yeah, Moxa so, on sports injuries. So, in a way, it, what we do, we have it. Is it what herb is it? I forgot what it is. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, mugwort. Mugwort, yes. yeah. Um, it's For those kind naturopath. of. It's kind of. Um, is it. Gr- it's processed or ground into like a little fluffy thing. I can't. I, I, don't, I don't know how it's processed, but it's processed into a, like a. I've never thought about it. Yeah. Actually. How do you process? How does I. Because you can. Ah, yeah. Like you can use Aya as well. Like you can burn Aya. Yes. Just as yeah. like a raw herb. People people incorporate IA into their the diet. I've also seen it cooked with salt and then put into a bag and put over injuries, which is really cool because I feel like that's that's typically the, the very similar thing to moxa. And you can like sleep with it under your pillow for like period pain stuff. Yeah. So, um, I it has a well, very strong. It just strong moves that blood stagnation. You know, it does have a very strong odor too. So maybe it that's does. It yeah. smells a lot like marijuana. It, do, it does. It really does. I think after a while that you start using. 
IS so much that you can notice the difference between. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, definitely. yeah. But, but to to someone that <laughs> walks it, like we we had, um, we had uh, when we were having had a clinic in inside the house and it it just smell like moxa. I'd come out and I'm like, who? What's 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 been going on here? <laughs> when I didn't know much about moxa, but you know. Um, know enough about weed. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Who didn't invite you to the party, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, what's going on in my house? What happened? I don't remember this. Um, anyway, so Moxa is your Chinese deep heat. We burn. Um, it, it's like a, a, co- a comes a in cone. like a stick. Or yeah, like a, a stick. Um, punk. Yeah, yeah punk. there's moxa balm as well. Yeah, moxa balm. Yeah. There's, there's lots of moxa products. Loose moxa. Sometimes you put it in a box, you light it up, and the, you let I love the uh, moxa box. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, it's so versatile. Yeah. Um, so we burn that, and uh, we allow the heat to enter like both the deeper layers of the skin. So it's, it's better than something that's just topically on because that heat does enter deep into the tissues. And, yeah, it um, definitely goes into those meridians that you know, yeah. enters the body. We use that to mostly. Uh, to promote the chi flow in the meridians but also the blood flow in the area so then there's more uh, it, it assists with the healing process of damaged tissues and muscle muscle fibers and things like that uh, now that I got the explanation out of the way um, what do you guys use in, uh, in terms of moxa what do you guys use the most do you use sparrow pecking with the with the with the sticks you mentioned moxa box before yeah I love the moxa box but you you know that's good for like um, for your infertility and like your women's health stuff because yeah. you know you put it over the cv or the do um in the back and you know you're just you know firing that ming mang fire yeah. i've used i've used that to uh i think it was for period pain i've yeah. used that uh for period pain patients uh and and also inducing inducing uh period two to just help with the flow and uh and just promote i almost ton- warm and tonify that area i yeah, guess definitely. in a way yeah definitely. Um, I, I really like, like Moxa also. You mentioned sports injuries and um, they're answering your original questions from literally like eight minutes ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, I use Moxa for a lot of sports injuries. Uh, like I said like I said earlier, um, it does improve... Uh, well, I feel like it does improve the blood flow to that area and helps with the healing process and stuff like that. So Yeah, definitely. I Yeah, there I like to use the more like sparrow pecking like to just to bring that into the the injured area yeah um it depends on i i opt out between moxa and electro for those type of injuries it depends if the guy if the person's very like tensed up and they're more more of the excess type in a way then i'd use electro to kind of break up the stagnation unless they're like a unless they're more of a weaker type and yeah yeah no i i i judge it by like how acute it is for me like if it's still like swollen i'd probably use like the moxa to move more See, I feel like I feel like and I would like to break up the residual, um, that broken blood or whatever, that bad blood. I yeah would use the electro after that. Yeah, I've used both at, at once the same time. Oh, yeah. that would have been a great treatment. It was very money's hectic. worth. Yeah, you um, yeah would have because like you have to do so many things at one time. Yeah, plus we did um, warming needle moxa where Ooh. you put the moxa on for like other body points. So electro and then like. Um, warming needle moxa on the electro point so it was like the clip for the electro and yeah. then the needle and isn't it was like, just isn't it like super like yes we risk did of not burn yes we did not leave like <laughs> oh, yeah, we were like what's going on how many people did you have in the room 
I think there was two and one observer. So each person was like one part of the body and we're like, watch. Yeah. Um, wow. But yeah, I w- wow. wasn't. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> she felt good afterwards. Oh, yeah, you we would. That's good. Yeah. yeah, you would. That's good. Yeah, it was just the first time because normally we do maybe one of these modalities and acupuncture, but doing like all three was just very hectic. They would have like saw God or something yeah. like that. Is re- that is awesome. Mm. I do want to. I, I do want to try that, but the time constraints are just the 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 time constraints in the clinic yeah. won't allow me to do that. I'm surprised that you actually got the time yeah, to. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Normally with the time constraints, I tend to do just kind of ear points. Um, yeah. Because it's like I can put the body points in and then just do the, like needle in the ear or ear pellets and then that kind of saves a bit of time. Do, do you guys do you guys um, free, freehand ear most of the time? No, I use the gachi. Or the gachi. Sometimes, depending on where the points are. And if you've already got like four points, like four needles in the ear, sometimes it's really hard to get a guide tube yeah. Yeah. In no, there definitely, as definitely. well and you just like But I feel like we'll go into ear or I feel like we'll leave ear and scalp acupuncture for like a separate podcast. Yeah. They're they're very big topics. Yeah. They're yeah. very big topics. You yeah, know, we want to give them the respect they deserve. Yeah, and you guys have a lot of because of the seminar you guys have a lot to talk about in terms of the scalp. I feel like. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, Charlie probably more than the rest of us. Yeah. I think there's oh, a yeah, lot right. <laughs> I think there's a lot more past scalp and ear to this like the Plum blossom, plum. Oh yeah, plum blossom, yeah, yeah. Yeah. whatever it is. I use that a lot. Well, I use that a lot at home, not so much in the clinic. Mm. Um, my, it's good for uh, hair growth. Uh, Like, oh yeah, 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 alopecia. Yeah, I, I, just really quickly, you know, we're not actually going to fully get into it, but I combine plum blossom with moxa. Yeah, I guess in a way, like opens up the pores and then you moxa on the head. Yeah, moxa on the head. (laughs) Have you guys seen that contraption? It's no. hilarious. It's like a wooden pot and you have a strap at the like from the top <laughs> onto the bottom. And what? Yeah. What? Yeah, it was uh, it's 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 hilarious and you have a pot just on the top of your head and you have the strap just kind of like, <laughs> like like it's a really tall helmet like What? This Mega is man? crazy. Did, uh, where's the moxa in this? In the it's, pot. Yeah, it's in the pot. So it's like so the the bottom's open. So uh, it's like that. Because I was like, what? yeah, the bottom is open where it, ta- uh, where it touches to the head, yes. and then it kind of goes up, and then there's like the tray of the moxa, right? And then you have the pot so on there, like and a then moxa box for your head. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is. So I don't know. It's it's a very specific. I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, what else would you use it for other than your head? Because I'm like, because like you wouldn't strap it around your, your waist. <laughs> In I mean, it's a little bit uncomfortable. I think you get a lot of chafe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe your knee. Your yeah. knee represents your head a little bit. Yeah, but like this. Same I'm sort of thinking shape. about it now. The Velcro wouldn't go that far. Like uh, it, it goes like that, and then depends if you put on your knee, knee, then it'd be like depends on the head you have. <laughs> 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 a smaller knee, I guess. That's it. You also have that um, roller thing. Yeah, Charlene. I do. Um, it's a smokeless moxer in a roller contraption. A con- contra- Do you use it? Contraption. 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 That's contraption. what I'm looking for. I'm like, no, um, it's contraction. <laughs> what is the word? Um, yeah, it's really good. Do you actually use it? I get a lot of like period pain. So I roll over that um, or I roll over my spleen three. Oh. Just, yeah, when I'm oh, feeling yeah. a bit 
I don't know. Um, I've seen uh, uh, one of the one of the clinicians always describe uh, every time they have like a spleen condition, they tell the patient to massage down the leg. Yeah. I think I think it was in regards to period pain, I believe. And yeah, where you yeah, go like the, the three flowers. Meridian. Yeah, spleen meridian. Yeah, yeah. Down yeah. there, and it's very related. Yeah, you go like those three flowers. So like spleen nine, eight, and six. I I don't know why they're called the three flowers, but. That's that's just what it is. Hey, are they, those spleen points are one of my main, some of my main points. Um, yeah, they're good. Yeah, spleen nine, I use that a lot. Oh, I use it less. I use it just, ma- it's my main damp point. Hmm. Like, I don't... Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I can't really think of anything else of uh, other damp points, so. And on that note, no. sorry to put a damp on <laughs> thought you had be, but we're going to... Sorry to put a damp on your... Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a that's a missed segue right there. Uh, that is a ah, oh, come on, guys. So thank you for listening to this episode <laughs> um, on acupuncture techniques and modalities. Um, if you have anything that you use or would like to add, please remember to join our Facebook discussion group. Um, like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and. Yeah, and as always, we're the Forever Young Podcast, and we'll hear from you next time. Bye. Bye.